The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
it's 6.02, 6.03. I'll call the meeting to order. We don't have quorum just yet, but we are expecting one more. So we'll just go ahead and start um, with uh, the roll call in a moment. And then um, we do have a few things that we can take care of prior to needing to vote. So, Miss um, Janess, you want to do the roll call? So we will. Okay, today is the Hold on, I want to get this oh, opening. Well, our meeting is broadcast on mm -hmm. CTN Channel 19 today. Um, Vice Chair Carter. Here. Commissioner Schiff is absent. Commissioner Jackson. Present. Commissioner Pipkins is going to be late. Councilmember Song. Here. Councilmember Harrison is not here. Commissioner Offman. Present. Chair Tadoro Hargraves. Here. Commissioner Billups. Present. Commissioner Milgroom is, Milgroom is out of town. We do not have a quorum. Okay. Um, we'll get started here. The next item on our agenda is the chair and vice chair. Um, if some of you have been watching the uh, council meetings or following the council agenda, you'll see that um, a couple weeks ago I submitted a resignation to the commission due to some events that had come up in my personal life and was anticipating I would not have the free time uh, to fulfill my duties on the commission. So I was stepping down and in uh, the effort of transitioning with uh, Vice Chair Carter, we had a discussion and decided to make arrangements so that I could stay on in a um, position that would have a lot less hours per week me to put forward so that I could stay on the commission and still manage the things in my personal life. Um, so, but with that, I will be still stepping down as chair and um, Vice Chair Carter and I have been working on that a lot this week and last week along with Commissioner Offman and um, I don't know if we do need to have a formal election, but we can, I think, just move on at this point. Um, until we get quorum and go from there. So that's where we're at. Last, at last night's council meeting, it was already last night, right? Yeah. It seems like it was weeks ago, but um, <laughs> at last night's meeting, if you do go into Legistar, you'll see both my resignation letter and the um, withdrawal of the resignation letter is online. So um, in the effort of full transparency, you can go see everything there. Um, but that's where we are. So we do have the, we'll skip the approval of the agenda and the approval of the minutes, and we can go on to public forum. So does anybody from the public have any comments or anything? No, okay, we'll continue on. Um, for the old business, we have an update on the police chief search. So several weeks ago, Commissioner Offman and I met with um, City Administrator um, Dahoney, um, and we did discuss this, and he did give us some assurances that 
ICPOC would be fully involved in the process of finding um, our new police chief. So um, with that, he did give us some information of who would be reaching out to us from the um, search group and what our involvement would be. Um, and with that, um, we're told that um, Dr. Williams would meet um, with ICPOC's leadership, um, which since this time I have spoken with him. I have as and well. Vice Chair Carter has also. Um, we will have regular check-in meetings with Mr. Dahoney. Um, he will support us with any questions and that we would like to put forward to HR for screening so we can start gathering those things. Um, and we will be part of the, the final process. So um, I did ask Dr. Williams um, after I spoke with him, because it was really quick um, conversation, if anybody in our group came up with questions, if I could email them to him, and he said yes. So I'm, I think that what I can do is send you the email with some questions on it, some things that we reviewed, and get your feedback. And if we have any additional questions, we can forward them. But um, my conversation, I think I got one of his very last slots um, to talk with him last week. So it was very quick. How, how was your meeting? Yeah, um, I didn't get the email, mm -hmm. the initial right. email. And so when I finally got the email, I emailed uh, to him and said, you know, sorry, I didn't get your email, mm -hmm. but I'm available, you know. And he says, well, what about today? So, <laughs> so it was that same mm -hmm. day, I believe, last maybe Wednesday. Thursday. Yeah, something, Thursday, like, something that, like that. That I spoke with him for probably 45 minutes. Oh, that's <clears> awesome. Oh, yeah, we just oh, good. talked and good. talked. <laughs> yeah, I only had about 20 minutes. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's good. <coughs> yeah. So it was, it, was, it was very interesting. I don't know if I gave him what he was looking for, mm -hmm. but I told him what I thought. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, well, looking forward to the next, um, next steps in the process and hearing from him and his feedback on what he gathered. Um, obviously, um, he spoke to a lot of people. I know he spoke with council members and I'm guessing other groups, but it'll be, um, it'll be good to hear what next steps are. So. Uh. But uh, have a little bit of follow-up on, on uh, our uh, meeting with Mr. Dahoney. Mm -hmm. is, is we made it clear that um, in the previous search for for uh, the chief uh, we were like left behind mm -hmm. uh, and we were not part of the process and um, we told him that we would like to be there from the beginning and also would like to uh, have uh, specific questions coming from ICPAC to the chiefs and I would suggest that probably by our next meeting um, members of the uh, committee, if they can think of questions, mm -hmm. send it to either uh, Ms. Carter or uh, uh, Francis uh, about uh, that, because those ones would be uh, sent to HR to make sure that legally 
they mm -hmm. are uh, worded in a way uh, that are um, less sensitive uh, in terms of information, etc. Also, we, we uh, uh, told Mr. Dohoney that we should be involved as the process is going forward, that we have to be there too. Uh, and uh, he made it clear that he would support us and also to uh, convey that uh, uh, to the rest of the committee uh, that he is in support of that. Uh, also, he made it clear that uh, it's, it's going to be his decision to appoint <laughs> the uh, chief. So we told him, we know that. We are not going to be uh, involved, but we would like to be there to make sure uh, that the uh, uh, commission is, is, uh, is heard. So he was very supportive of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah, we're looking forward to that, working with him on that. And now we have quorum. Yes, we, we have do. quorum. So if we could um, go back to the approval of the agenda, if I could get a motion to move the agenda. I make a motion to move the agenda of the um, March 21st, 2023 uh, ECPOC meeting. Great. Can I get a second? Second. Any changes or additions, anyone? I, I would like to propose an addition. Mm -hmm. Under new business, I'd like to report out um, on the question that came up in our meeting mm -hmm. uh, last week with uh, some of the citizens, and I'd like to put that after new subcommittee on policies. Okay. Awesome. So it's a report regarding... Sanctuary City. Awesome. Great. Um, we can do that. Okay. Anybody else? Did you say under new business? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I see it. Okay. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Awesome. That's approved. And can I get a motion to approve the minutes from our January meeting? The only thing with the minutes I have is report from council uh, there is one sentence that probably might not be pertaining to us mm. which is the second sentence it says that the council discussed construction contract for the east medical center drive bridge rehabilitation and widening project i think <laughs> this is not uh, we're not involved in that probably because the planning whomever other than that i think mm -hmm. uh, Great. No other changes. I make motion to approve the minutes. Motion approved. Can I get a second? Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Awesome. <coughs> approved. So that takes us. We did the police chief. That takes us to <coughs> new business. We have a community outreach list. Don't we have okay. Uh, Wait. What did I forum? say? I, I did. We called public forum earlier. Should we do it again? Oh, no, no, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah, probably just now we have the quorum in, in case. Are you going to circle back to the vice chair? chair? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, we can. So, um, uh, Vice Chair Pipkins, I can bring you up to date with this um, 
the uh, chair and vice chair, we talked. I had originally, um, a couple weeks ago, resigned and then withdrew my resignation. But I am stepping down as chair. So that's why we need to vote on um, Vice Chair Carter moving into the position of chair. And you would be? And we would probably be, switch. I'll switch out and I'll become vice chair. Oh, okay. Yep. I would uh, make a motion to move to switch the positions. Uh, okay. Uh, Commissioner Carter would be the chair and uh, Francis would be the vice chair. Excellent. Can I get a second? Second. Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. And so now we are at community outreach list. Right. I think uh, Ms. Janessa sent out to everybody um, a list that I'm trying to put together for community organizations. Uh, and I know Commissioner Billups uh, responded and added a, a couple. What, mm -hmm, what we would like to do and I think part of the communications um, committee, subcommittee, would be to uh, prepare a letter, which I'm drafting, to send out to, since this is a community um, commission, we want to send out and reach as many uh, community organizations as possible, let them know who we are, what our mission is, and that we are available to come out and speak to them, um, not only to introduce ourselves, but also to gather information, input, anything that they would, they think our commission ought to be, ought to be doing. And so we started that, um, and you have a copy of that, and I'm inviting everybody to please take a look. If you have a church group, a club, Anything, you know, that um, has people in it that you think might be interested in what in the work that we're doing to add on in the next couple weeks um, so that we come up with a list of organizations and the contact person, if you can find it. And uh, hopefully when we start, you know, our new year, I know we will be losing some commissioners and hopefully getting some new. Our new year will start in June. And hopefully we can have that, um, a letter ready to go out and invite uh, community input. So that's what that, uh, that list was about. And please look at it and give it some thought. Great. Does anybody have any questions or anything? Okay. So we'll go on to the disability data. Um, Commissioner Jackson, did you want to speak towards that? Um, I just had a question. So. Um, and I apologize, I have the world's worst cold, so I'm trying very hard not to spread the germs to anybody. Um, <clears throat> I think in 2009, <coughs> council authorized the police or requested that the police begin collecting data on gender. That was the first time they collected, for example, traffic stop data. They didn't note gender before then. Um, and I've been working with a bunch of disability activists and they asked specifically if that was data that Ann Arbor PD collects. And so I'd like to ask that you all find out whether they collect that data in a few different forms. 
doesn't look like they collected on traffic stop data. So there's information from driver's licenses or indoor registrations, but it doesn't look like it's a variable that we that AAPD collects at this time. Um, and so I'd like to know if that is something that they collect in any form, um, and if that is something that this body's interested in them having to collect such that they would ask counsel to ask the police to do so, like they did gender. Um, obviously, we're not talking about hidden disabilities, like um, being on the autism spectrum, but there are many physical disabilities that are noted, um, for example, on your, your car registration. And it doesn't look as if any of that is documented. And um, because interactions of folks with disabilities seem to have disproportionate the um, negative outcomes with police, many activists are asking police departments around the state to begin collecting that data. And so I thought that was something that you all could determine whether this body was interested in doing. I know we haven't talked about disability data before, or at least not to my knowledge, so I, I thought that was important to raise that question. So it's really just a question about whether that's something um, that this body is interested in pursuing and whether council might be interested in um, having the police collect that data. Would Not expecting an answer. I'm just wondering, would it be a matter of only visible disabilities, or would, the, would it be a thing where the officer would know from the driver's license or have to pose a question? I mean, I'm trying to figure how this data could be collected. Yeah, no, I was not suggesting. I think we have discussed officers posing questions, and no one wants that. Right. Um, so, no, it, on, uh, for example, vehicle registrations, there's noted whether that person has some disability access or not. Um, and that is collected in some municipalities, but not in this one. So that would be an example. So not necessarily like corrected vision on your driver's license. But. And, and, and that is, um, so um, individuals with disability, they think that they are being treated differently or um, uh, by the police, they have like not a positive interaction. Right. So there's national data on that, but in Ann Arbor, we don't we don't collect data on that, as far as I could tell. And that may be a direction in which council wants to go, but I imagine it would have to come from this body first, and you all would have to do some investigation about what could be collected and um, et cetera. But I mean, even something as simple as how many cars that are stopped are cars that um, have some sort of disability aside to them. It, it, this would be probably easy if the information is available. It's not like mm -hmm. uh, right, you right. have to ask if it's available. Right. Mm -hmm. it and it's be, on a registration, it, so you don't can, have to ask. It can be added, mm -hmm. and that can be used later on for uh, analysis and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Because yeah. they ask your driver's license and registration, and it's on vehicle right. registration. So right. that but one's easy peasy. What if the disabled person is not driving the car, if the car is registered to somebody else? Yeah. It just seems a seems di more difficult than what we had talked about before. Yeah, I don't think the question is, so just as the question isn't, is the race of the person driving the car, yeah. it's the perceived race of the person driving the car, right. that how many cars with any kind of disability, and I'm only talking traffic stops, but understand that this could be collected in other kinds of data. Hmm. So when police have interactions with people, when those things come up, I, obviously you are a disabilities expert, and um, <laughs> you work in this world. So I think... Um, the, the national data are clear that um, 
certainly if you consider uh, mental health conditions um, a disability, and many people do, that's a disproportionate number of police interactions. But even in terms of just traffic stop data, um, lots of municipalities are already collecting that data from registration, irrespective of who the driver is, just how many cars stopped have that designation, and um, some are looking towards doing that. But I, when I was approached, could not answer the question, so I thought I'd bring it up to you guys. But that's all. It is just a question to ponder. about that or questions? Okay. I think if we, you know, start and see what AAPD does, mm -hmm. do, then that gives us the opportunity to see if we want to move yep. forward with something. Yep. Let's see if there's any of that data that's collected, especially if it's if it's simple enough and already included in some kind of traffic stop information. But we're thinking that it's not, correct, Commissioner Jackson? So, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I think it's not. Yes, do you think it's not? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, but seeing how easy it would mm -hmm. be to collect that kind of data, great. since we're, it's should it sounds like it's a simple thing. Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, and it's not you intrusive. Know. Right. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> that brings us to. A discussion on pretextual stops on the agenda, and I know this is something Commission uh, Council Member Harrison would like mm -hmm. to talk about. And I think that this is this is probably the first time we've had something that a council member has brought to us. So this is a new process. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right or wrong or not. I'm just winging it. So <laughs> I think this is this is the best way to do it. So. Um. Yeah, and feel free to jump in mm -hmm. here. Um, I just, you know, pretextual stops mm -hmm. is um, it's problematic at, at best, I think. Um, I don't think that, um, I don't think it necessarily, does. it does not create public mm -hmm. safety. Um, and I think it's something, that I think it's, it's actually something that I would like to do something about. I, I would like for our police department not to do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, don't I know, um, just generally speaking. Recently, I was going through our past minutes for something else and came across that we did actually talk about the Philadelphia changes that were made in October of 2001 mm -hmm. at one of our meetings. And this was the, the city of Philadelphia passing, I believe it was an ordinance or an amendment to an ordinance where um, you could no longer be pulled over for a, what they refer to as a secondary offense. Mm -hmm. um, you could only get a ticket for a secondary offense if you were pulled over for a primary offense. Mm -hmm. So you would have to run a red light in order to get a ticket for a broken tail light or a, having a brake light out or having fuzzy dice hanging in your, in your rear view mirror, things like that. Um, and I remembered learning about that because I saw the council member on CNN one morning and he, he described it and it sounded 
like it made sense. And mm -hmm. it was just that idea of or the question being raised of why do we pull people over still for a broken tail light? You know, is that something really um, that we need to focus on in a day of texting and driving? Um, the, the other thing was broken or, you know, when you have a, a, a brake light bar and lights are out on that. I learned to drive at a time where we didn't even have those brake lights <laughs> in, the, in the back window. So um, there's, I think, a lot of discussion out there of how we could do this. I mean, can we, if I drive through a toll booth in Pennsylvania without paying, they send me my bill. So is there a way that if we do see someone with a broken taillight or a something else out, that can, we can take a picture and send them a warning? Is it really necessary to pull people over anymore? Or send them a ticket. Uh, yeah, exactly. if, if it's something that, um, you know, they have mm -hmm. to get fixed, there's no light over the license plate or whatever, and take a picture of it and put a ticket in the, in the, in the mail. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's, no, there's no need to, to necessarily pull the car over. Mm -hmm. Or if they it, don't well, have. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Commissioner oh, uh, Jackson. So Ann Arbor doesn't have cameras, though, like that. And there has been considerable opposition to having them in the city. Right. And in but places where that happens, those cameras are traffic mm -hmm. cameras for that purpose. And so we don't have that. We the driving equity law in Philadelphia has a very specific list mm -hmm. that um, uh, Chidero, uh, Chair Chidoro Hargraves and I have talked about at length. Um, and obviously, we I had conversations with the chief about mm -hmm. things on that list that might be feasible for Ann Arbor. The Human Rights Commission has also had those conversations. Um, and so there are some kinds of things that are not necessarily considered safety issues, such as when you have the three brake lights, if one of the three mm -hmm. is out, mm -hmm. um, can people still tell you're braking? Mm -hmm. um, if one headlight is out but you have parking lights on the side, can people still see that mm -hmm. you're an oncoming car? Um, and even something like tinted windows, which are very controversial here. Um, Chief Cox pointed out that in Florida, Arizona, and and parts of California, they're quite standard, mm -hmm. and police are, you know, do their jobs fine with tinted windows. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the officers have cameras, have cameras in their cars. That's what I was thinking. Right, but but then you come to um, uh, uh, right. So you could use dash cams as long as you felt like dash cams were always reliable, and you'd have to feel that dash cams were always reliable um, to do that. But um, there well, are times when people aren't driving behind the driver, for example. Um, and, and and so, yeah. But it would be the same thing if I'm going to stop somebody for mm -hmm. a for a violation. Mm -hmm. Then I see the violation, and whether or not the cam camera is reliable seems to me would be an issue. I get a ticket, and I say no, that's not right. Then I get to go to court and fight the ticket. So I'd go back but, to the timing of that, and so you know that dash cam video is not held for forever. And so without a complaint, it's not held very long. And so you'd have to change the rules about how long that footage is, is held such that you could go all the way through you know, a ticketing process and a court process. In places where mm -hmm. there's cameras off sure. and they mail you a link to it, but then that means money mm -hmm. for the police department because storage of the footage is why it isn't mm -hmm. stored very long. But you only have to store it if you write the ticket. If I write the ticket for somebody, whatever, brake light out, whatever, and I take a picture, 
that's all that has to be saved. I don't have to save the footage for the whole for the whole Well now you have to find someone to clip that footage, just that footage. Oh, they can do that. I, I don't think you're unreasonable. <laughs> I just I'm just um, what am I doing? I'm just raising some of the concerns that you might hear in the future. I'm That's sure. all. I'm sure. And I, I think storage of it is the big one. Um, in places where they have traffic cameras, a lot of times they send you the link to it so you see yourself and you could use that yourself. But here, we don't have that technology. It costs money to save it. I'm not opposed. I think it's fantastic. But in Philadelphia, I would like to point out, they do not ticket people for those things. They do not right. mail them tickets later. Yeah, they just do not more. consider them a fancy. That's an equity that can mm -hmm. create an equity. I'm yeah. just concerned about yeah. I think I think right. over here also, if, if you are part in like a meter is expired or something like that, they would they would give you a ticket and also they would have would take a picture mm -hmm. of the plate. Mm -hmm. So and the time. Mm -hmm. So time so mm -hmm. so those things are, are there. Um, and you're right, is saving a, a picture is probably um, takes less room or space uh, than saving a video. I just want to yes. be able to share community resources and that. So, like, if you have a light that's out or you need, like, some repair in your car and you haven't been able, you don't have the means to, you haven't been able to take time off of work to get it done. Mm -hmm. I know the county has organized mm -hmm. free services, right, so that um, folks can get that work mm -hmm. done. Um, so, I mean, hopefully we can differentiate between, like, what is actually a crime or an mm -hmm. offense versus folks who need assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, and shouldn't have to, I don't know, be criminalized for, right. for, for needing for, help. For having, yeah, needing help or having okay. an older vehicle or, right. I think that some of the reasons that people are up in arms about and wanting these ordinances changed or this, this to be addressed is because the disproportionate use mm -hmm. of those kind of stops to pull people over and find other reasons, reasons right. to yeah. then arrest them or do some other things. Mm -hmm. right. uh, not that it's proven in Ann Arbor that that's the case, but that is the reason for mm -hmm. getting rid of some of these antiquated reasons to stop mm -hmm. people because a lot of times they're used to, to uh, you know, try to find mm -hmm. something else on someone. Mm -hmm. I'd, um, I'd add two things. Um, the Human Rights Commission was looking at this, and they were looking at it in terms of cost, how much it costs people, disproportionately lower mm -hmm. income people and people of color. Mm -hmm. But also, remember that when the prosecutor, shortly after he took office, one of the first moves was to say that we're not going to use data from pretextual stops in these ways. And um, I think they may have come up with a list um, they have a policy. And yeah, they have a pretextual mm -hmm. stop policy. Right. Yeah, and they so they actually might have a list of some of the things that they were specifically thinking about as well. And so that might be a resource. Yeah. Um, on one of the ride-alongs I did with a Pittsfield Township officer, he pointed out about 100 things that he could stop a car for mm -hmm. in about four minutes. And so he was saying, you know, I can pull over anybody at any time. Mm -hmm. I can list all of these things. And he would list them by the... Um, you know, the code, and, um, you know, it was, uh, was very clear that, you know, he understood how to do that. The second thing I would say is that um, Chief Shaheen in um, Dearborn is also an Ann Arbor resident, obviously, not obviously, but he's an Ann Arbor resident, <laughs> and um, this is a thing that he's been very interested in in Dearborn, mm -hmm. and has said that if you pull over 100 cars and you find a gun, most people feel excited. We've gotten a gun off the street, but you have also... 
um, alienated 99 citizens who were not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And he is very forthcoming, very willing to talk. Um, I work with him in another group, and he has been very forthcoming about things that they looked at and decided to, to, to change. So he might be a resource as well. So if I can just ask uh, Councilperson Harrison, are you proposing a particular method of reducing protectural stops? Uh, it, an ordinance, mm -hmm. and um, yes, uh, we've got a list. Is that what you're, yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean I have, it, yeah. the attorney here with me? I'm okay. Yes, to answer a question, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and did, did you want me to, like, list? At, I'm looking at both if of you guys. Like like to, some, if you would like to, I'll leave it up to you how um, much, because I understand that. it's the ordinance is, you know, not out there yet because it hasn't been presented at a council meeting or anything. So, so um, the the there's eight categories um, of violations, and it's cracked, chipped windshield, loud exhaust, tinted windows, reflective film, objects hanging from the rearview mirror. Uh, cracked tail lamp, um, registered plate lighting violations, and then um, registered registration plate violations regarding plate height, attachment, legibility, and partial obstruction as described in MCL. Dot dot dot. Mm -hmm. So, that's so they would not be so stopped. correct as a you know as a reason. Those, those eight mm -hmm. violations are eight. Mm -hmm. uh, they cannot be stopped for that. Mm -hmm. um, they would have to be stopped for a primary reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can I say that I've been a resident mm -hmm. of this community mm -hmm. for since I was eight years old and since I've been driving 16? Those things you just listed, I've been stopped by Ann Arbor, the county, and state police numerous times for some of those violations, or what was perceived as violations. Mm -hmm. Car checked, talked to, and then, okay, we're not gonna write you a ticket, bye. So as a fishing wow. expedition. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, so. I, it, you know, I, I'm not from Michigan, I wasn't raised here, um, so policing was different where I come from, but, um, the idea that we have a community where our population almost doubles every single day during oh. the day. Mm -hmm. We have these sporting teams that are kind of good, so a lot of people come um, to their events. Um, we have numerous other events year-round that are nationally known and nationally recognized. Um, we have a school system that is um, impressive to others to come through school of choice so children from outside the district come here um, and we have one of the best hospital systems in the country so we get a lot of people in our community from outside of our community too and that's not even you know the number of people that work here we often talk about the disparity in housing so we have a lot of people um, who travel in from other areas where they can afford their housing, um, whether it be Ipsy or other communities, and travel here to work. Mm -hmm. And so I would like everyone to feel that they are welcome here. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't imagine um, 
being coming here, you wait six months to get your child or your mother or your loved one an appointment at this awesome medical facility, and then you have to worry about whether or not you're going to get pulled over on the way to the appointment and miss the appointment. I just it just don't for those eight things it just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. And and that's you know just having a discussion before I came here. You know when you you're looking at the black and brown population, you know here in the city of Ann Arbor, you know the percentage you know in mm -hmm. terms of residents is low. Mm -hmm. However, who is who's working at mm -hmm. all the facilities that you know we enjoyed we mm -hmm. that we here as residents that we you know the, the restaurants that mm -hmm. I mean, who yep. who it largely is traveling in and out of this town like you mm -hmm. said I didn't even think about like the doctor's appointments but mm -hmm. um, so yeah that these are the individuals mm -hmm. you know in, in addition to our residents that I'm thinking about mm -hmm. um, and who who often you know uh, there's like we talked about they may have loud exhaust because they mm -hmm. Affordability in terms of a, you know, they may have an older vehicle. I'm, you know, concerned about. I want these individuals yeah. to feel safe when they come mm -hmm. here, when they go home. They have mm -hmm. a family to go home to, yeah. and so that's, you know, I'm, what I'm thinking about. You know, mm -hmm. um, you have, you have, so. you know, sometimes uh, cars make a little bit noise and shit, but this is minuscule compared to motorcycles. Yeah. So, motorcycle makes more noise, yet they, they go through because it's the nature of yeah. the, the vehicle itself. And, and I also want to, I'm going to, and, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am going to share that um, a question was asked of a staff member. Um, I think the question was, you know, did, did, have we, has Ann Arbor had a Tyree Nichols? And, you know, I actually said a, a probably better example is Philandro Castile. Mm -hmm. The answer was no, but um, Philandro Castile mm -hmm. was stopped for a broken tailwind, mm -hmm. right? He did not make it home to his family. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we think about that, and it's like, oh, that hasn't happened here. Well, number mm -hmm. one, I, I never wanted to, mm -hmm. not once. But then really what I think about is, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about, okay, how individuals that have been part of a fishing expedition, uh, what I call what is called a fishing expedition, mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. what Bonnie just talked about, Commissioner um, just talked about, um, are the individuals that, let's say they had an old warrant, mm -hmm. they didn't even know they had, right, um, that may have spent 24 hours, um, you know, up to 24 hours in lockup, mm -hmm. just even, just even a day, those individuals that have a job where they're working and it's a no call no show right and they got they were terminated because mm -hmm. they didn't show up to work mm -hmm. what did that do how did that affect their lives right like it, I'm just talking even a day but let's mm -hmm. say you're in there a few days or you know let's say some something has been a year in there you know three months whatever it these are these are affecting individuals lives their livelihood, families, and so we, we haven't had a Tyree Nichols or mm -hmm. a Philando Castillo and never want one, mm -hmm. but we have a whole lot of individuals, hundreds, that have been affected mm -hmm. in that way, where they didn't make it to mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. and they were they were terminated because they were no problem. The, the person who introduced this bill, though, talked about being stopped and pulled over, and he didn't miss work. 
But he was humiliated. Well, and, and at the and, and even at that well, yeah. lower than that, right? It's just the humiliation, right? Absolutely. The, the fear, the level, the the, yeah. the rise in your blood pressure. Yeah. When you are a mm-hmm. black brown individual and you've got a car behind you, yeah. No, oh, you don't have a warrant. But like right. just just mm-hmm. yes, the humiliation yeah. and the fear. What does that do to your health yeah. when your heart is racing? Right. And like that, I mean, yeah. I that's does not need, in my opinion, need to continue. There's a law enforcement person who talked about, he felt like it was the way he happened to glance, uh, he was a law enforcement person himself of color and he was off duty and he thought it was the way he glanced at the police officer that made him pull him over and he had all of that anxiety and I think that those things are things that don't get measured so if we're only counting when people get murdered, I think we're missing the point. We're, we're totally only counting like, when people you, miss work. Did, how did you feel yeah. when oh, these yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, humiliated. you're I mean, humiliated. You, have to open like, up your you car, worry that you your neighbors to... are driving past you, your employer is driving past you and sees you with your hands on your car, etc. Right. This is a small town. Should right. that happen here, mm-hmm. everybody knows somebody's going to yep. tell somebody yep. else. So. so, this is a racial equity issue, um, it's a human rights issue. Um, it's not something that I think. I, you know, I don't. I think we probably. I, I don't want to speak for anyone else. I don't think we need. To, I don't think it needs to. We need to continue this. Mm-hmm. I don't think our police department needs to continue this practice. So, is that something that you are asking IGPOC to support, or are we going to wait until it's introduced? And what? What's so here's the. Yeah. So yes, I'm asking to for IGPOC to support like. So you're not here. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. 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 Um, so yes, to answer your question, yes. Do you, do you have a timeline of when you're introducing the first reading and the second reading? Likely, yes. It, okay. it is likely at, actually in two weeks. Okay. Uh, we uh, yeah. I think we should we should read it and then mm-hmm. take a vote. On yeah. It, hopefully can, at the April yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. You can have it for us. Yeah. Too. Yes, I will. I we're still you know. I'm, it's not complete yet, mm-hmm, sure. um, mm-hmm. but yes, good. I could present that. So, to you. Um, yeah. I I think that this is great. I think that I this is this is timely. Oh it's finally <laughs> having this conversation, and um, it's very exciting that w- in this community we can have this conversation and get the voices heard, and especially because it is coming as a um, ordinance and you have the two readings yeah. now we have time for people to Sick participate yeah. right mm-hmm. want lots of participation if we have a hundred thousand people living here and a fifty to a hundred thousand people coming in to go to work or go to the hospital or go to school that means we should have a thousand emails at least not more lots more yeah. you know there are people who are coming into work and to get their viewpoints and for everybody to give them the opportunity to be heard and I think um, I recently was asked you know how do you see a way to change police and one of the answers I said was change the laws mm-hmm. if if we don't want police officers doing this don't wait for police discretion or ask the police chief to tell them not to. We had a former police chief who said that to me once. He said, if you don't want us to pull anybody over, just let us know and we'll stop. Well, he's not even here anymore, so what happens then? So um, this this is the best way to do it, to really make people, too, when they are coming in here, to know it is a law. They're not going to 
pull me over. I don't have to take a gamble for who's on duty and who's not on duty. Mm -hmm. So this is this is really exciting. Um, I have a question because we talk so much about the ordinances and the laws that a lot of people ha are not aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and so they get pulled up. For example, I was recently at the laundromat not too long ago. It was Pittsfield Police, so I was like, okay. Um, but they, I guess, pulled them over in the the um, laundromat parking lot, and it went from, they don't even know why they got pulled over. But next thing I know, they were looking in their car. They The lady said they hit their car next to them. So it just turned into a, a huge situation. But I'm, as I'm talking to the attendant, I'm like, they can't do that. Do they know they shouldn't be able to do that? And But it's like people don't know mm -hmm. their rights or what you know the police are allowed or not allowed to do. So in reference to once the ordinance gets passed, how do you make it known to the community if this is out there? So I, you know, I, I don't know what this looks like, but I would, I would love to, like, you know, promote. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if we come up with, you know, a, a flyer that's mm -hmm. easily, you know, we can pass along electronically. You know, just make it, just really short, you know, straight to the point. Something like, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about, right? Like, I want to say campaign, but like, I yeah. feel like a campaign essentially yeah. to, to to promote this. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like how we do for the tenants and like the mm -hmm. renters' commission, yeah. um, mm -hmm. when there's new updates on like know your rights for tenants, mm -hmm. you know how do you how do you navigate the eviction courts? Mm -hmm. um, we you know we require landlords to have this information readily available. Mm -hmm. So um, we should probably require yeah. the police to have this available. Right. Uh, I'm sure we could work across commissions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the Human Rights Commission um, and city staff and departments, and just yeah. make sure folks are aware. No I expect way. you to be on WEMU and Michigan oh, Radio. Everyone, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, so I'm already I'm working on the the media junket. Yeah, definitely. I um, yes, yeah. I I really want I want lots of folks mm -hmm. to know. I want to really get the word out. WEMU, you know. Um, Good. And you know, I. I and I'm writing a, a press release even mm -hmm. to the news, the local, you know, mm -hmm. ABC, you know, W, you know, DIB, and, you know, all. I mean, I don't know who will actually want to take the story, but, like, I plan on... Don't want to take the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think it's... I think it's a big deal. I mean, it's important. Like, it is. Why aren't we doing this? It is. But also, you're it the is. big deal, Cynthia. So I, th I just want to point out how, like... For Cynthia to bring this to this body and then later to city council, but to work with city staff, with legal. Um, when you campaign, I told folks, you know, we haven't had a black representative in city council in 15 years. Um, that's a whole child. My children are 12 and 17. That's a whole child, right? Like, they spent the entirety of their lives here in Ann Arbor without knowing what a black city council rep is. Mm. Mm. And you spent generations in this city waiting for things to happen, but you said, "Oh, it's it's me. Yeah, I'm going to make this happen." So when I said I'm gonna, I was going to cry. <laughs> th this is the difference of what it means to have some to elect someone who wants to see this change happen for her family, for community, and for for people mm -hmm. coming into town. Mm -hmm. 
but this is this is lasting change. Mm -hmm. And it's personal. Yeah. This is personal yeah. for me. And this is why representation is important mm -hmm. everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Yes, We're absolutely. Glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No one is going to question your experience. It's not like somebody wrote about you, not knowing you exactly. But but it's 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 you, and this is your experience. Plus, what you are proposing is within the vision or the mission of mm -hmm. Ikbar. To improve yep. the relationship, mm -hmm. yes. to promote a positive interaction, yeah. Yeah. to have people trust. Trusting. Yes. So, so mm -hmm. these things are part of that. Plus, you're not uh, trying to nullify any major crimes and not no. uh, pursue those ones. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're given the the the, the <coughs> number of police officers in town and the things that they have to deal with. If those issues constitute part of their duties, so they can focus on something else. Absolutely, and some, so the argument right. is it does create public safety because mm -hmm. let's take this off of their plate, mm -hmm. and they can mm -hmm. focus on mm -hmm. crime. Mm -hmm. We were just talking. We, we met today, mm -hmm. yeah. and as a matter of the numbers of police officers are down, mm -hmm. right. right, and so that they can't do things like community policing mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, yeah, let's you, take you that away. Up to, mm -hmm. Yeah, take it off real quick. Good. Yeah. I mean, they may say, oh, well, we're, it, it, we're like I said, the former police chief saying, oh, well, we won't do it anyway. Well, it, it doesn't matter if it's not getting done today or tomorrow. It's, let's just make sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it's going to be a lively discussion. <laughs> It so will be. It, you know, and so what I, on city council? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so, so I definitely admire and respect your courage to be the one to bring this forward because that's it, it's you. definitely going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You're putting yourself out there, yeah. but you're owning it, which I admire. Thank you. Thank you. I got your back, song. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you. Yes, I, it's, it's why I'm, it really is why I'm here. It's mm -hmm. why it, it is just this is something I'm so passionate mm -hmm. about um, because I myself am I, I'm still to this day um, kind of suffering consequences of or, or ramifications of, of those types of mm -hmm. practices on loved ones. The passion is long term, even if at, at the low rate. Versus emotions, where they come and yeah. go. But I think I think to to be dedicated to that, that speaks highly of uh, your mm -hmm. input and and your forward thinking about. Uh, you know, you can make a change. Now you guys are now you guys are gonna make me cry. <laughs> 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 it's like to love us to appreciate well, you guys. <laughs> and I will be the first one to do this, right, Cynthia? Yes. The first in the yes. state. Yes. All right. And will we write about that? Do we think? Washington State by you know, we're okay. we're in Arbor. That's right. We're our, what are the, the leaders yeah. of the best? Leaders like of best. Leaders of okay. best. The best town to live in, in the whole country. You know, yeah. or at least the county. Country would be great, but let's get the county. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe when it comes up, it may help if we show up. I would for please. the re, re yes. on whatever day. Let us know yes. whatever day it's yeah. going to be. 
Yeah, I, right, we were just chatting about that. Um, I guess I'll be there anyway. Please, I, I, and I, and, and also, you know, if you know, like, your story, I mean, mm -hmm. like, I want stakeholders mm -hmm. in the room. I, I, I really want to, I've told someone I want to fill the chambers. I mean, I, I've reached out to, you know, a nation outside. Mm -hmm. um, we yeah. actually just started a chapter, nation outside just started a chapter just recently here in Washington County, so the individuals, this is an organization of individuals that have been impacted by the criminal legal system. Um, most of them, I don't think anybody lives here in Ann Arbor, so they'll be traveling in, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, hoping that date lines up with uh, the ED and I are, um, we met a couple weeks ago and we're meeting again. But yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, I want people right. to hear the stories of how this has impacted lives and how you felt, mm -hmm. you know, when you, mm -hmm. <laughs> the humiliating, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Like how you felt. And mm -hmm. so yeah, this is big, I think. So, good. <laughs> did you want to add anything? You so, for those who don't know me, I'm Jen I'm the new city prosecutor, and I've been working with the great privilege of working oh. with Councilmember Harrison <laughs> um, on many things, not just this. Yeah. She's she's got this is just a, a line of ideas <laughs> that we'll be working on yeah. for quite some time. But um, the only thing I would add is that this is really much farther along than Councilmember Harrison is willing to admit. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of work that's gone into this. Mm -hmm. um, it's nearly fully drafted, and I do think we can hit our okay. anticipated timeline that we'd like to get it uh, on for first reading by April 3rd. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're, we're going to awesome. We're working hard on it. And I just... I just love Jen. I'm so excited <laughs> about her. Oh my god, we just so I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, let's go to prosecute. Are we going to have to bring like cake and tissue? It's going to be amazing. Awesome. A lot of crying. Yeah, this is like, I just want to thank you. I mean, she's like, I, I think a couple of you have heard me talk mm -hmm. about, you know. It's been my great privilege, yeah. and it is my job, well, but it has been my great privilege. <laughs> I mean, it's, I just, I yeah. feel very, I feel very blessed and fortunate right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if it's coming before council, you think, for first reading April 3rd? That's the yeah, date we that's the target are hoping for. So yes. what, what I think maybe we should do, since we haven't seen it, right. is to, okay, let me propose a motion. Because it seems to me that if we go in front of council and say, ICPOC supports the idea, but we we haven't decided that so we support the idea. Yeah, you need to see it. So Mike, yeah. we, we need to see it, yes. but um, I guess I would like to know whether we support the idea of having um, a list of minor mm -hmm. offenses for which the police will not make traffic stops. And um, so we haven't voted yet, but it's coming up. I want council to know when that ICPOC supports it. I have a question. When, because you have, an ordinance has two readings. Mm -hmm. Correct. And That's a public right. hearing. Mm -hmm. Is the public hearing with the first reading or the second reading? That's, that's what second I reading. It's the second reading. Second. Okay. And is there a skipped meeting that's what we're in between the first meeting and the second reading? Council member I don't, I, this think, is, I think it comes right up after the following meeting. I think so. Yeah. Right after. Okay. Yeah. So then 
Is it possible to make it the follow that like if we want it a, a month later, if we want it to skip, is it possible to do oh, that? to delay the, the public hearing? Will you be bumping up against budget stuff? Well, I mean, just we can we can talk about it procedurally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And just the reason I'm asking is, if it, they are meeting the meeting, then we wouldn't have a, a meeting in time. Right. But right. if it goes from, if the second reading and public hearing is in the first meeting of May, May this is what we talk then, about. Yeah. then we, would, we would be able to have our meeting where we could have a full discussion right. on the actual ordinance and vote and then, that, and then also appear at public That's hearing. That's what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it may be that we adjust the target to allow for that if, we, if it has to be in rapid succession, but we'll, we'll check on okay. all that so that we have Okay. Have the procedure. Yeah. Commissioner Jackson. I would hate for that to be delayed yeah. so that we could do a reading and express our support, um, although I think we should do our reading before we express a formal support. But I think probably um, people are familiar with the people on the commission and their presence at the second mm -hmm. reading would be also significant and certainly council would understand what that meant as well. And so I think um, in the way that it takes ordinances to move and the, the, the discussion that will happen in between the two readings, I would hate for it to be delayed just because of our meeting. Right. When I think mm -hmm. there are other ways that we could show support of the ordinance. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I just think there are options and I don't think the only option is to delay because of us. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to suggest that. People can come multiple times, you know, come for the first read. I mean, this is what folks do for everything we do. <laughs> I mean, like, for, yeah. oh, like that bridge, which is not going to be in the minutes again. But, I mean, they came every chance they got to speak mm -hmm. about this bridge. Uh, at the first read, <laughs> when we introduced the res resolution, when it went back to mm -hmm. staff, when it was a public, like, every single time folks came and gave public comments. So, right. you can I speak to public comment could happen at the first. Does it not? It doesn't? Yeah, if it's on the agenda. If it's on the agenda, yeah. Right. But do you mean yeah. there's a difference between you guys having a public hearing and a yeah. public right. comment? Right. Right. Public, yeah. right. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. It's like yeah. a twofer, right? So you come in because mm -hmm. it's on the agenda and right. you give your public comments. Right. And then when it comes up again on the agenda on the, on, uh, for the public hearing, then you come come back up and speak again. But, it's it's like the same people who first gave their comments at the beginning of the meeting, and it's like we pretend like, oh, you again. <laughs> what a surprise! But you know, it's it's just the timing of this, and then um, council debate. Like we listen to the public speak at the public hearing, and then um, and then we then we debate the merits of the the ordinance changes, and then we vote. So we vote. Um, at the public hearing after the second okay. reading, so because okay. they give it's to give folks time to understand and mm -hmm. get the word out that there is this major ordinance that's being put out, um, and then you know you do your introduction like why you want to have this ordinance in the, in the first place, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and folks who are co-sponsors of this will also speak to why it's important. To other commissions might be able to speak up, so mm -hmm. maybe Human Rights Commission can come and mm -hmm. say like this is also important to us, right? Um, and then the second meeting of the month, it comes back on the agenda. And again, people will come and get public comments at the beginning of the meeting. They're like, it's on the agenda. We're still mm -hmm. excited. Yeah. And we still want you to do the right. right thing, council members. And then it gets to the public hearing where um, like staff members might do an introduction right. and say, like, this is what it means in practice, and this is how we would actually implement this. And then um, 
that we actually vote and it goes mm -hmm. into effect. Right. Yeah. And so that's where you would do, and I, I, I think she may have a vacation. There may be a vacation. I have a, I have a, a family issue um, okay, on so April 7th that so I have to attend to, but other than that, I have no vacation until well, I should say, I guess I should say time off is yes. really what I was yes. just trying to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying I to be I know you respectful were trying to protect of, my issue. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so. And you have unlimited opportunities to contact council members. Exactly. And people take right. full advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't have Absolutely. to wait until public comments or hearings. You can email us all day, all night, to tell us to yeah. do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I am probably ignorant of the ordinance resolution. Is the ordinance being like sponsored by more than one council member or mm -hmm. it comes from one council member or how? You have to have two, at minimum two minimum and two. then three if it's late on the agenda. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have another uh, person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I would yeah. hope it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm right not yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, I just want to make sure, you know, yes. things yes. are going to stand. Uh, yeah. Because, because if, if there are two council members who are going to be sponsoring the ordinance, that would make it a bit easier for us to uh, either vote on or mm -hmm. have the understanding of the ordinance. And, and next time, uh, even if it's going to come late, mm -hmm. we are like on board. Yeah. Because the, maybe um, we can also get a reminder if once it's, once we know it's going to be on right mm -hmm. on on Which, the agenda. Mm -hmm. Maybe if Mr. Ness would just send us out an email mm -hmm. so yeah. we know it's, it's coming up. Mm -hmm. Okay, once it's on Legistar, yeah, yeah, exactly. to send it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It's so gonna much. be so good, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Thank you. Thank you guys Kevin, for Kevin, did support. you have a question, Dr. Carpio? Well, just, um, I wanted to, to kind of circle back to the analysis I'm doing. I think we'll support a lot of this. I know we had talked about slowing down the release so we could talk with the police, but I wonder if this ordinance would be strengthened if some of the findings from that report could be included in it. Because a lot of what the concerns here are being voiced, I think, that will mm -hmm. be able to support those claims. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that timing works because we talked about not kind of dropping a bomb on the police without first kind of talking through them, meeting, meeting, but this would be going faster than you need to be Right, and mm -hmm. I think yeah. we still have to respect the courtesy of your work and the process mm -hmm. and it I needs mean, to I be transparent and, and People need to, I think all of us need to see it prior to its release and so on due to how that all went down. So um, I think that's a, a discussion that we can continue um, at another time and really look at it all together. I think so. the need and then the work that you already put in with legal is gets us to where we need to yeah. be to mm -hmm. actually put it out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I mean, I'll just say this and I mean, I'm, I say this all the time, I'm nobody, I'm just somebody off the street, but I mean, I feel like society as a whole is ready for this. Not just here in Ann Arbor, but across the mm -hmm. nation, this is really a topic that has been discussed, and I think it is, it's just time, I think. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's time. And These are antiquated. Exactly, yes, yes. 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 
Absolutely. antiquated and, and, and the origin of I mean yeah of these laws and why they were mm -hmm. I think Commissioner Jackson made a good point too when you think of how long these laws have been enacted and now cars have these secondary lights you know it used to be you had one headlight one and when it went out it went out but now you have all these side lamps oh. and this and that so if one's out your car is still lit up so it's it really is like you're saying it's antiquated. Our, our technology yeah, why are we, has surpassed why are we its need. Still, why, mm -hmm. why do we why are we still operating with these antiquated laws that are affecting, quite People frankly, thousands, mm -hmm. thousands, mm -hmm. thousands mm -hmm. of lives? Yeah. I think um, destroying people's lives. I think it'd be important to frame this as um, the ordinance being important. Um, as a single tool in the arsenal. Mm -hmm. This isn't gonna stop pretextual stops, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. There's what? If we take off eight, there's 92 other ways yeah. to get stopped. Mm -hmm. yeah. It also, Philadelphia has shown that it didn't reduce disparities, mm -hmm. and that's a problem. So I don't think it should be framed as part of the solution for reducing disparities, but the ordinance is a good one because it's a good one. It does not have to solve problems to be a good ordinance, right? It does start. It and so, like it, so it won't reduce disparities that obviously exist. Right. This ordinance in Philadelphia was preceded by a traffic stop study, though. And so they relied on the traffic stop data mm -hmm. to suggest why it was necessary mm -hmm. to do this. Um, and so then a year after it having been in effect, they did some analysis and they showed that it reduced traffic stops by 54%. So I sent you the citation. Oh, thank you. 54% down, but didn't reduce disparities in stops at all. Didn't reduce disparities in effects. So I don't want that to be a, a little um, gotcha next year. So it oh. shouldn't be, yeah, so it shouldn't be framed as this is a solution to disparities, but rather this we, is important because it hurts lots of people. It, right. It's problematic. We, we are calling for lots it out. Mm -hmm. it, we're calling it out. It's not going to be the solution, mm -hmm. but we definitely are, are calling it and out. And it's a, a step in the direction mm -hmm. yeah. of chipping away mm -hmm. at um, ways in mm -hmm. which people get discriminated against. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, and then that way it will stand on its own merits and it will be fine no matter what happens if data get analyzed in five years. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So it's important because it's important. Yeah. It's not designed to it's solve. A start. It's really, it's really right. a start. It, mm -hmm. You know, I, that's, it's, it's a start. We have to start, start somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> it's a good place to yeah. start. Yeah. this conversation. Yeah. 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 I mean, it also it's important because it, it deals with lives, with, with, with people. You know, if, if you have 10 people are going to be affected, now you drop it to seven. Mm -hmm. Well, you save three. Are we going to say uh, the three is not enough? It's, it's, it's better it's than right. being ten. Right. It, it's it's their lives, but it's generational. Mm -hmm. This yeah. mm -hmm. is generational. It affects well, mm -hmm. children, parents. It, it yeah. It's it, and, and lots of lives. And, and I, I think sometimes in, in, in science we try to focus on one factor. And we we really ignore the others, but they are they all work together. Mm -hmm. Poverty is, is something mm -hmm. that is affecting everything. Mm -hmm. It affects the health, yeah. education, the where people live, 
how much they make, do they have enough to, to sustain themselves? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, well, really, tabular, just very little things. But yeah. you know, it, it, if you have a faucet that drips one drop at a time, mm -hmm. uh, it might not make a difference later on. But if you have a bucket underneath it and you come next day, and mm -hmm. it's full. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. even even we should not minimize small impacts. Mm -hmm. Over time, will have uh, will have really yes. a, a, a better return. Mm -hmm. So I, I think yeah. we should we should not not to pursue things that we feel they are not hundred percent. Mm -hmm. There is no hundred percent. Right. Right. There is no ninety percent. You go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "You know what? I'm going to give you this medication. It's, it's good for eighty percent, right. but you have twenty percent of." Side effects. Mm -hmm. Side effects was nice. Would be really hard. Right. But you, I'm taking the eighty percent. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I think it, no matter the impact is, it should not be calculated as uh, percentage or or level. So we are dealing with human lives. Yes. And I think every life mm -hmm. is important. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is about: dealing with human lives. Definitely. Wonderful. This is awesome. There's something to look forward to. That's yeah. right. Yay. That's know, right? <laughs> so that's great. So um, that was an excellent discussion. Thank you, everybody, for being here and being part of it. The um, next item is our new subcommittee on policies. So um, we're going to try something new um, starting the next um, meeting. Um, uh, Chair Todoro had had come up with some new um, subcommittees. Mm -hmm. I, I think at our last meeting or mm -hmm. the meeting before. Mm -hmm. So we're really going to push to implement working subcommittees, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be contacting all the commissioners that we have, and we're going to have to work double duty. Some of us because we're down we're down bodies right now. Um, and so I'm going to ask that all the subcommittees report every month. Um, one of the things that I'm looking at, we're way behind on, on our um, review of complaints. Mm -hmm. And as I understand it, part of that is um, due to, I'm sort of mm -hmm. diverging I'll, away I'll a little in. bit, Part of that is due to the fact that there's some kind of a format that we don't have that we need. Mm -hmm. Of a document. And yeah. right, to, to, to really do what, what we need to do with these complaints. I would like us to get up to date. If a complaint comes in in 2023, mm -hmm. we ought to look at it when it comes in because we're a couple years behind. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that um, Vice Chair mm -hmm. is going to be working on is getting that platform set up mm -hmm. so that we can, we can hit the ground running. One of the other things that I'm concerned about, and I have expressed this before, I don't think each complaint needs to be looked at by three different commissioners. Mm -hmm. I think that that's excess work that we don't need. So um, I, and, 
and I, I know that I haven't spoken to Commissioner often about it, but he is so good at reviewing these mm -hmm. complaints. And I'm hoping that he will chair the subcommittee um, with regard to the information managers. Um, and, and no more than, than two people. If Commissioner Pipkins is looking at a, a complaint and you think there's something there, then you can refer it to someone else. Look at this, review this for me. This is what I think. Mm -hmm. But for three people to look at the same complaint, to me, it just doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one of the things that I'm, we're gonna try to, to speed mm -hmm. up. If we can get this, mm -hmm. whatever it is, Francis, you know, yeah, what, know what we need. Is. Yep. <laughs> if we can get that going so that we can get these complaints turned over. So that's one thing that we're gonna be doing. Um, the subcommittee on policies. Now, um, a couple of months ago, uh, Commissioner Milgram and myself said we were going to work mm -hmm. on this, on the policies, but we were talking about looking at police policies <coughs> mm -hmm. and um, trying to see if we wanted to suggest any new policies, right. um, changes to current policies, and so forth. So I'm going to ask him to chair that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of policies for our commission, mm -hmm. uh, Vice Chair is going to be working on those. And there's a list mm -hmm. that she's already started in terms of the way that we're going to do things. Um, now, here's, here's one. And I know I'm, I'm old, and I, I accept that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did a memo, and I did it on paper, right? And I've asked <laughs> Ms. Janess to file it. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have things on mm -hmm. phones and on mm -hmm. computers and stuff like that. But, you know, when, we, when, when we're dead and gone, somebody ought to be able to look in a file and pull out a piece of paper. Hmm. So, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> in this commission where there's a document somewhere on somebody's phone that is not accessible to everybody else on the commission. And I think to be completely transparent, I mean, you can keep it on your phone, you can keep it on your watch, you can keep it any way you want to, but we ought to have a copy in the file. So, But you could email her that. I, look, I handed it to her just like this. <laughs> and I have another copy if anybody wants to look at this. But I, you know, uh, so. So I, what you're saying is we need an archive of Thank information. You. So okay. part of that archive can be in the digital, in, in, right. in the electrical, mm -hmm. yep. you know, in that domain. Mm -hmm. So we just need to make sure we have that set up. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want your piece of paper lost. What? Yeah. And it won't get lost. You don't want your piece of paper lost. Wait, right, we didn't, right. So, so it, anyway, back to, <laughs> back to this, the, the, the subcommittee that um, Vice Chair Tadoro Harper is going to be working on it will be policies, and then I'm assuming she'll bring the drafts back mm -hmm. maybe one at a time. I don't know. Right. But we'll be adding to our policies, and if anybody, you know, has any 
anything, anything that you great. think is not going right could be done better, then we can uh, bring that to okay, I got some some training ones that you know from the feedback mm -hmm. from our working session. How did things come to us? We we had a meeting with um, some residents, and the question was, how did they bring items to us? Do they come to our meetings? Do they send us? You know, what's the best way to get the information to us? And so, I figured we could do a policy on that, a policy on, you know, how um, people submit the um, complaints when we file up with them follow up or previously meet with them. There were uh, several things that I had, and one of them, and I was experimenting with Ms. Janess um, last night, is if we, right now, all information managers are on the city system, um, so we have the, the city office suite, but um, if we get all the commissioners on it, that's another way that we can share documents. So I drafted a document and I shared it with Ms. Mm -hmm. Janess and she was able to open it and mm -hmm. see it and go in there and work <laughs> on it. So um, that can help us save things in a location. But until we get that fully up and running, I can understand the need for paper. I think we need it even <laughs> after it's up and running. What happens when the computer goes down? And that it has happened. Back I mean, there's a place for paper. I'm sorry, there's a place for paper. So, <laughs> I, it, it may be duplicative, mm -hmm. but if I do something, I'm going to hand it okay. <laughs> for, the, for the archive. That I support all of those things about creating policies. We won't all be here forever. And one of the mm -hmm. things that we've had lots of discussions about over the last you know, year and a half, two years, has been making sure that we put in place uh, when when... Commissioner Jackson was chair. We talked a lot about putting things in place that would be able to live mm -hmm. past our involvement right. yeah. with yeah. this commission right. so that new people who mm -hmm. come in have a starting spot and not mm -hmm. starting over. Starting. So that's important. Right. Reinventing yeah. the wheel. Exactly. And so, so what I'm going to be asking, if you are involved in something else outside of our meetings that involves the commission, Put in archive so people mm -hmm. know, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's okay. That's yeah, my that was actually how they got me to stay because I was going to hand them. I had all these. It's a nerdy way. I had all these policy things like on pieces of paper that I didn't have time to put together. Mm -hmm. So I offered it to them and they're like, well, why don't you just stay and write <laughs> them? Put right. them together. <laughs> right. I think, I think it took. Two lunches and four hours <laughs> <laughs> to convince her. Yeah. And yeah. Funko. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We yeah. need so, it. We need so it. I think there there's lots for everybody to to take part in for sure. And um, I think that the well, I've got this paper report. Okay, do you want to do your report there? I think that's next, right? Right. Well, there's a small, there's a thing on recruiting here. Mm -mm. And the report came next. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. You added it. Yes. So I just want to, um, Francis had talked about a meeting that we had, and an issue came up that we didn't know. Right. <laughs> it sort of blindsided us. Um, there, there was a group concerned about what had happened with regard to a young man who had been arrested 
and um, he was arrested on a warrant because of a traffic stop. But it was mm-hmm. it was a traffic stop, mm-hmm. and um, turns out he had a state police warrant out for him, and so he was taken into custody, and it turns out somehow it was apparently not our officers, mm-hmm. but somehow ICE was contacted, and so this man is now being held on an ICE warrant. I don't know if he's still in Washtenaw County Jail. He's being held somewhere mm-hmm. on, a, on a warrant from the Immigration Service. So the question was presented to us, um, well, isn't Ann Arbor a sanctuary city? And I guess the idea being that if the officers assumed, you know, that he could be or knew, I don't know how they would know, that he was somehow didn't have a totally legal status, they they should have um, done something because of we're sanctuary city. So I said I would look up the, the issue. And, and I just did a little bit of research, and the whole issue of sanctuary cities came about when the f- former president um, wanted to uh, step up immigration enforcement. And, and some areas decided that they, they were not going to cooperate. Uh, with ICE. And so um, I asked our city attorney's office and attorney Janetsky (laughs) (laughs) um, helped me out, helped us out. Mm -hmm. And so really what I've done um, is to, I copy almost word word for word what the opinion was uh, from the city attorney's office, but there is, Ann Arbor is not a sanctuary city, never has been. We, we were a, what they call a welcoming mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody wants to know. So the, the ordinance prohibits the officers from soliciting information regarding uh, immigration status um, and so prohibits soliciting information for the purpose of determining Im- <coughs> excuse me, immigration status. They can't inquire into the immigration status of a person. All right, so that's basically what our ordinance says. So I I am putting this into our archives, and if anyone, you know, if if the issue comes up again, I just because we were blindsided, we didn't we didn't know, and so if it comes up again, that is the answer, and for uh, a serious um, look at the reasons and what the ordinance actually says. It'll be in the archives. Fantastic. Yeah, and for folks who are unfamiliar with, uh, like if you're a non-citizen, you don't have, not even undocumented, but just a non-citizen, so you could be carrying a green card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. You don't have to actually have a federal offense. It could be like a minor local offense, and you can be held indefinitely by ICE until mm-hmm. your home country accepts your deportation. Mm-hmm. So that's why... So for Vietnamese Americans, Southeast Asians, um, a lot of Cambodians have been deported over the years mm-hmm. and held like anywhere between 10 or like over 10 years until like the home country allowed folks oh, to be deported back. And if you were like a refugee, you know, as an infant here and, you know, were, uh, you know, caught with possession charges or um, driving a, a traffic offense, you could, 
and ICE picks you up, uh, it doesn't even, it's not a major crime, a federal crime, it could be a minor offense, like shoplifting. There's a young Southeast Asian woman who was deported for shoplifting to feed her child, right? So um, it's totally unjust. And, and I want to blame Reagan, but I mean, it's, it's been around for quite some time and how um, ICE has been deployed to basically uh, punish people in, our, in communities who are who are neighbors and mm. and you know like real productive mm -hmm. community members who should be here if it wasn't for mm -hmm. um, yeah these policies they have not been changed yet they have not been changed and this yeah. young man had a wife and children here mm -hmm. apparently who are have a legal status yes. I'm not sure yeah. what it is and the this is not the end of his complaint. We really haven't, com you know, responded to the complaint. But this was an issue, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that came up uh, mm -hmm. during the discussion. So what the community has done before, when parents were held by ICE during the Trump years, um, was rally at, at, uh, at the um, immigration courts mm -hmm. and protest. And, you know, sometimes the judges would either delay deportation proceedings mm -hmm. or take some extenuating circumstances into account. Like, um, I think one one parent had has a special needs child, and it's just like there's no way anyone can take care of this child if they're deported. So these cases are really complicated, and it pays mm -hmm. for our community to pay really close attention. I think uh, Dr. Bill Lopez at the at the sports school mm -hmm. actually wrote a book about public this. policy. Yes, public policy. <coughs> no, 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 public health. Public health, public health. He wrote a book. Separate, mm -hmm. something yes. Yes. I think I, that's on our reading list. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's mm -hmm. called yeah, separated. I thought so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's devastating to hear that. It's and I was going to say, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, Washtenaw County has a long history of participating with ICE and cooperating with ICE, mm -hmm. and that was the subject of all of his dissertation work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was around um, people, it was around the presence of mixed status families. Mm -hmm. And so most families in Ann Arbor and Washtenaw County are mixed status, with some people having um, documentation and some not, um, some being legal citizens born here and some not, and the cost that deportation has on those families. Mm -hmm. um, even to Mexico, and he cites very specific raids that happened here in which Ann Arbor Police Department was a full participant in those, um, but it is also one of the reasons why we talk about um, the way, the extents, the links to which people go to avoid attention from the police, mm -hmm. because those communities understand that um, they can be a passenger mm -hmm. in a car who makes a turn without signaling and be deported. Mm -hmm. um, they are very unlikely to make police complaints, and I know Wicker, I'm sorry, obviously I was working when you guys met, but you know, Wicker works with those folks, and so this is something <coughs> that they do all the time. Um, and they understand how law-abiding, how overly careful folks are um, to try to avoid the scrutiny of the police. But, but there's a long history of that here. And obviously, um, Bill is an expert on that, um, but Wicker does that all the time, and so they understand that as well. But there are implications for policing and for complaints. And it's a significant number of people in our community, I think sometimes they are viewed as invisible, but they are here. And um, and we'll come up and talk at rallies. All the time I meet people who are never willing to come to these meetings. Mm -hmm. um, 
because they do not want that scrutiny. They don't want to be on video. They aren't interested in doing that. And yet there are a significant number of people who are not being served. We'll never call the police. So. And I think this is a really important because that's one of the issues we, we raised with the group is if people don't want to identify themselves when they are going to uh, place a complaint, mm -hmm. they can use other means mm -hmm. to do that. They can, they can have a liaison. They can have somebody who speaks on their behalf mm -hmm. to convey that without, uh, like, unveiling their identity. Right. Um, the other thing is also, as part of the recruiting, is we would like to have on this committee members of other segments mm -hmm. of the community that they feel that they are discriminated against or their voices are not heard. Because if they are not at the table, they are not going to voice their, 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 their um, viewpoints and their experiences. Um, they would be marginalized, and we don't want that. We want them to be over here and to tell us and tell the, the audience, tell the citizens of this uh, town uh, that they are part of it. They are not just unknown numbers. They, they have, they have uh, a life. They exist, they, they contribute to the community, and, and they have to, to be acknowledged and respected for that. Mm -hmm. Now the other thing that came up in this, com in this um, complaint, and I think I heard Francis, as I was coming in, mm -hmm. getting sort of a, a yeah. legal opinion, mm -hmm. but if, if someone has, in this particular case, there was a group that was advocating on behalf of the person who had been arrested. And the issue was, what was the warrant for? And we cannot tell this other group what the warrant was for. Mm -hmm. So uh, without the permission of, of the person themselves. So it's a, there, are, there are a whole lot of mm -hmm. issues that, 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 are, that come to play. In this case, and I'm sure it, it will in others, but yeah. Yeah, and that was another recent thing that came up, letting us know the need for procedures, because it was literally in that meeting. I went into the meeting thinking that as a third-party complainant or as their advocate, they would have all the information. So it was a bit taken back when they didn't, and they were asking it from us. And I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. You know, I just didn't. And I said I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. So it... Um, I think having a, an opinion in writing so that we know and then we can build procedures from it is, is a good thing for us. And, and the, the one thing also I need to, to focus on is the fact that as information managers, mm -hmm. we look at the cases, the complaints. We look at the supportive material, whether it's body-worn uh, cameras, dashboard cameras, investigation, mm -hmm. all these things, and we see if there is any kind of a deviation from mm -hmm. the normal, the behavior, the interactions, the all these things. And sometimes if you don't see any, you have a complaint and it's not supported mm -hmm. by what you see. I'm not going to go and um, say, well, you know, I side with this, I side with that. I have to be objective, I have to be unbiased, I have to be transparent because anyone can go and look at what mm -hmm. I looked at and fault me if I was not careful in my 
viewing and reviewing of, of the complaint. Mm -hmm. There are certain times we feel that, I think over here, maybe we need mm -hmm. uh, change of policies. Um, this is why it's important mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. the, the, the log that right. we, we uh, are mm -hmm. receiving from the police department is we can look at the complaints and say, you know what? 60% of the cases were rude interaction. Mm -hmm, yeah. you, know, you, can, you can say, you know, mm -hmm. this is rude, or n lack of respect, right. or, yeah. you know, I was mm -hmm. being singled out, or was yeah. biased, uh, somebody yeah. was biased mm -hmm. towards me. So, but we cannot do it right now. Right. We would like to, 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 mm -hmm. to, to have that. And that's one of the, once we get right. whatever this platform is so that we can, and I know when I was reviewing them, there were a lot of complaints. Officer was rude to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And, and if, if we can, can go to the department and say, look, 60% mm -hmm. of our complaints, and hopefully we'll be able to have statistics like that that we, mm -hmm. can, that we can pull up, are saying the officers are being rude. And maybe even have it to the point where, look, there's two or three officers that we keep getting complaints about rudeness. And, and, and then, you know, move a little further. So mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully, mm -hmm. we can get what we need yeah. um, sooner yeah, rather sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I agree. I agree. And, and our recommendations are either they take recommendations, they change them, or they ignore them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not right. like we have, again, it goes back to the council when the ordinance was 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 uh, uh, created and passed, they absolutely uh, trimmed the mm -hmm. power of this commission. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have we have no teeth, even we don't have false teeth. Mm -hmm. We have to have liquid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm not offended. That was before us. That was more. <laughs> Good conversation. Different council. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. And I think um, for if we move on to recruiting, um, to let you know that the Human Rights Commission, who has a very large database of emails, um, who was responsible for sending out the email to gather applications when we were first formed, has um, asked us for a paragraph of information and they're going to send it out to help us recruit Good. so to get some new applications to fill our spaces so I thought that was great um, uh, Chair Carter and I finished that today and um, Ms. Janess is going to get that out to the Human Rights Commission so that email can go out so that's nice. pretty exciting um, and Cynthia and I are also kind of oh, recruit yeah. folks yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. So, how yeah. many slots do you have to Right now, we have three, and then um, we will have a youth spot coming up also. So we'll need the the youth spot can be um, university or high school, so, and that's a one year term. So that for recruiting persons, especially for high school, <coughs> it's good for them to know it's only they only have to do one year. Um, but if they're a junior, they can re-up if they're interested. So, so um, at least a junior in high school. Or I don't know. Senior. You can have an advanced sophomore, I think. 
I have a sophomore that could probably handle sitting here, but okay. yeah. You have somebody in mind? No, I just oh. want to know because <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Okay. With the yeah. Um, and then I just have one more comment for subcommittees, um, finance. I reviewed what we have in our budget still. The budget ends June 30th, and we still have $19,000 in training funds. And as much as I like Mr. Dahoney, I'd rather not give it all back to him. So um, <laughs> um, we were thinking maybe just to do some once a month training sessions start in April. If commissioners can make it, great. If not, we can do it as a working session. But we can come up with some topics. We can uh, contact NACOL. Maybe we can bring get some videos that we can share and just have some group training. Um, one of them, uh, having a discussion today, came up, you know, how many officers do we have? What is their policies for this, you know? What's their, how do they compare with other departments in the uh, state and per cap and numbers and so on and so on. How many do we have on patrol at various times? So one of the things was the idea of maybe just having a training with the chief or uh, community, their community department or, and have them come in and just share information with us about those types of things, bringing that information up. Um, but again, we can also have NACOL, I'm sure NACOL has videos that we can share and, and put up on a screen and do together. So, and we do have NACOL this September will be in Chicago. Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, we have the funds to send mm -hmm. the commissioners to NACOL, and it's good training. Mm -hmm. And so if you, um, you know, put it on your calendar now and work mm -hmm. around it if you can go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sept it's November. Sept oh, November. November. I'm saying September. Oh. November. I believe it's November. And. Um, you know, I, I, Chicago makes it interesting because remember, Chicago has their own police oh, oversight that has a full portion of the Chicago Police Department's budget. And um, Chicago is definitely one of the best um, NACOL sessions I've ever been in because they were so represented. They had representatives of all three of the groups of. Um, that are in Chicago, their police oversight, their police board, and then their um, their uh, legal. And so that was that was a great, um, a really good session. They're um, so they're, they're starting their People's Academy, their 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 training academy right now. Actually, if you guys are interested in spending money, I will forward it to Denise. Okay, and the conference is November twelfth. Through the 16th in Chicago. Oh, it's in November, not September. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. yes. November. Oh, okay. November. Yep. Through when? I'm sorry. November 12th through the 16th. And then in reference to the budget, you are saying that it ends in June. I guess I'm confused on what that means. It's we'll get new money. Our, yeah. Oh, right. so you either have to use it or well, the use it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So July 1, July um, 1, we would go back up, I believe our regular number is 28. Because yeah, we spent eight yeah. right. or something in April. Yeah, so so we that's what we usually get for the full year. Okay. City Council has our like we go we're in budgeting season now, mm -hmm. so all the departments have presented their their wish lists. That's probably a good way to describe mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And then um, 
the we debate well we we um, work with the city administrator and he kind of whittles down what his priorities he would like to see the budget what the budget mm -hmm. he would look like if um, he like if he didn't have us <laughs> so, and then and then city council kind of um, we have our own wish list our own hopes and dreams for the city and then it's this whole process and then we vote for it in June so oh, don't okay. let them cut us because we didn't use right. our money I mean, this we, year. We have to hear mm -hmm. it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I know that'll come up. They didn't use yeah, it. So, so why do they need it? Right. Exactly. Right. Tell them we're going to use it this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, can I recommend a conference? So Ann Arbor is uh, nominated for. Uh, we're in the runnings for uh, the Strong Towns Award. Um, and there's a conference in North Carolina, uh, May 31st, and the organization, it's, it's Strong, Strong Towns National, it's a, um, May 30th through 31st. It really focuses on urban planning and design, um, but they do talk about safety and like how streets mm -hmm. are, are designed, mm -hmm. and the, if, if we talk about like pedestrian safety. Um, it's a super nerdy conference, but we might be like one of the winners for this like Strong Town Awards. Yeah, like urban planners get really excited about this. Uh, so <laughs> 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 we're in the 16. They're doing like a Sweet 16 now, so like folks can vote for Ann Arbor. We're up against the city in Massachusetts, so let's like hold strong for the Midwest and vote for Ann Arbor to win this, and then you'll get presented a trophy or something at this conference. But it's also a nice chance to go to North Carolina. There's a lot of progressive work being done in North Carolina right now. Um, I, don't, I can't remember where, where it's going to be. And oh, I know. Is it Asheville? I no, it's Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte North Carolina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's yep. it's an it would be an interesting opportunity to meet with folks who are just trying to do progressive action on the municipal level, like pushing community leaders to think about uh, public safety, public land use, um, reform, zoning. I yeah. I did my graduate studies in North in Charlotte, North Carolina. So they have come so far in a relatively short amount of time. When I graduated and left Charlotte. Um, there was very little mass transit, and within 10 years, they had a rail system. So they, they're extremely, when it comes to urban planning, um, I definitely got a really, really good education working there because it's, they did a lot in a very short amount of time. So um, that's it. Does anybody have anything else that they'd like to add or comment? Our council reports, right? You want? You no. can give it. Oh, I, I have yeah. a quick council thing. So, um, it's not directly police related, but it is community related because um, when we talk about like how folks get get um, come into the justice system, Cynthia and I have been working on trying to. Um, address this eviction crisis that's looming here in the county. Mm -hmm. um, and Cynthia spoke really well to this at the last city council meeting and how uh, once you come into the eviction process, mm -hmm. it's no turning mm -hmm. back. Um, what, what was the stat that you had cited, Cynthia? Well, um, I think I talked about, the, talked about the percentage of individuals in the county that are being, I think I said 60% were of minorities were affected and we only have 12 percent 
um, in the county. Mm -hmm. uh, I did talk about how once, you know, well, first of all, an eviction on your record. I mean, just like, let's mm -hmm. just talk about that. Mm -hmm. But like when you also have when you've been evicted, you, um, it, it's a, a higher chance that you come in contact with the criminal mm -hmm. legal system. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes, you know, a vicious you know, cycle from there. Yeah. I, I talked about mental illness yes. um, currently, mm -hmm. the, um, the spike in individuals that um, are, you know, homeless, uh, that mm -hmm. I think it's up by like, but it's like ridiculous, like 300%. Yeah, it's like 300%. Yeah, um, substance yeah. use disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all of our shelters it's are at max capacity. Alpha Housing is our only family shelter, and that mm -hmm. only houses six families at a mm -hmm. time, which I don't think folks really realize in Washington County. Mm -hmm. That's the entire county, That's the only perfect. family. And then uh, Delanis is at max capacity. Mm -hmm. When we had the ice storms, it was, I think, mm -hmm. r residents who have homes were like, suddenly finding out like what does it mean to suddenly try to struggle to find mm -hmm. you know housing with mm -hmm. power and heat right mm -hmm. um, so right now we have 159 children 102 adults so there are basically mm -hmm. 95 families who are being housed in local hotels mm -hmm. and um, funding through the county uh, which is the new human services partnership it's a coordinated funding of the city of Ann Arbor and the county are the only ones funding social service agencies with public monies. Everything else is through like United Way or uh, the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation. That's private philanthropy, mm -hmm. but you know, Ipsy, Ipsy Township, Pittsfield, Superior Township, other municipalities mm -hmm. are not putting their mm -hmm. revenue, their budget, mm -hmm. their property taxes revenue towards helping social services. It's really just Ann Arbor and then the money that the county gets. So uh, there's money that's running out. We had eviction relief, uh, federal eviction relief funding up until through September of this year, but the Hawk crisis line, the homeless crisis line that we have in the county has been in total disarray since June. Back in June, we had over 2,000 calls that were unanswered, and that's the line where folks call in. We're supposed to get back to them within 24 hours with resources and assessments mm -hmm. like pretty shortly after. We've had families live in their cars for six weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And 76 percent of these families are um, black female-led households. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. So we've Single we've mothers. been walking over this cliff for a long mm -hmm. time now. So June, so applications for Sarah eviction relief funding ended in June. The hawk intake line like fell apart, and then the county staff had decided to take on the calls themselves. Uh, and then they've been using temp staff mm -hmm. to, to take this on. That's like an impossible task and it hasn't been working well. Mm -hmm. um, so yesterday, Washington Housing Alliance, uh, Avalon Housing, and some other housing advocates went to the hotels themselves and did assessments, which is basically social workers sitting down with families saying like, what do you need now? <laughs> mm -hmm. Who is your, where's your extended family? Can we figure out a way for you to find housing? Because after April 1st, this funding ends. The funding for the hotel vouchers ends. And there was no plan afterwards. The only plan we could come up with was like me and Cynthia, Chris Watson, um, just basically badgering the county incessantly over and over again, um, saying this is an emergency. We cannot have 159 children on the streets April 2nd, right? Um, and we're supposed to be working on racial equity in this county, and the majority of them are black children. So yeah. we got to get this going. So at the last city council meeting, not this past Monday, we voted to reappropriate about 300,000 that we had given towards new human service partnerships. 
that was supposed to go to like um, a, like a big grant, big idea grant effort, um, and wasn't wasn't spent this past fiscal year. So we're like the big idea is that we're not going to have children on the streets. So we rebudgeted that money, and then our city administrator is moving his money as fast as possible. The only thing is, this money has to stay within Ann Arbor. This is the Ann Arbor public money stays in Ann Arbor. Um, and it's why, you know, our city administrator has, and then the county, county administrator has gone to other municipalities and said, we need folks, we need your city government to consider giving to these social services. Like we, we are all with, we all benefit from making sure right. folks are safe in this county. Um, and I wish we could extend this funding across in our lines, but legal, <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> also, it's just not fiscally responsible if we, if we but um, it's, it's just to note that, you know, if you live in the townships, talk to your township supervisor, talk to your county commissioner and say, like, I would like additional funding to go towards this effort so that we have long-term long planning on housing, um, our homeless families, and then also talking to schools, because schools, there's a federal mandate to provide transportation mm -hmm. for how homeless families. Mm -hmm. We are providing transportation for Ann Arbor Public School families mm -hmm. coming in from Belleville, mm -hmm. because that's the only mm -hmm. housing <laughs> that's yeah. affordable to them, right. that their children are coming yeah. to Ann Arbor Public Schools. So when we talk about the housing crisis, or when we, like this past <coughs> Monday, we voted on like zoning kind of, I guess, overrides, mm -hmm. um, so that we can allow bigger buildings, taller buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, please know that when we talk about zoning and the housing crisis and these tall, shiny mm -hmm. buildings, it's so that we can bring in more supply mm -hmm. and folks not competing against older housing stock uh, because it's the only thing that they can buy in town. Mm -hmm. We need more options for folks because if we don't build, we don't allow other folks, mm -hmm. if we don't allow building to happen in Ann Arbor, then the people we care about that we don't want traffic stuff for, <laughs> you know, are going to have to drive here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, and they can't live here. And the only folks living here are the ones who are, they could live anywhere. So we have to have, if we want it, a more diverse, more just And also, you know, show up. these the, their par the parents that are driving in are away from their children longer. Mm -hmm. they're away, yeah. Their children yeah. are either maybe home by themselves or they're, they're with someone that they're not, they're away from them longer. Mm -hmm. That creates yeah. trauma for the children. Mm -hmm. So the county is looking at reallocating uh, money from their general reserves for this crisis. Uh, and it looks like they're making headway so that county commissioners can vote on this pretty soon. We were kind of bummed that they didn't vote on it last week. Um, but if you know your county commissioner, please, please email and call them and say we cannot have this continue. Like we've known this would happen since June, but we really haven't had. I mean, Bonnie, you can speak to this. Yeah. We've yeah. been fighting for every dollar. I live in this world every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of those kind of calls and those kind of situations, and and the fact is, you know, educating people that there's only really um, one place for families besides domestic violence safe house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm one place, one shelter for families, you know? And so we're always hearing about people living in their cars. Uh, and you, you talk about 159 uh, people in young people in hotels. There's at least triple or double that amount, more than that, of kids who are living 
in situations with mm -hmm. other relatives yes. and are yeah. homeless but not counted right. because they're yeah. not in the hotel right. and family. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Ann Arbor's not okay. Uh, so if we can just provide basic services like housing, food security, then you know hopefully we can keep folks safe and not outside of the justice system. So yes, please harass your county commissioners because we harass them. <laughs> yes. <All good>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so it's 7.54. If we're all set, if we can get a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second? Second. All in favor? All right. Excellent. Thank you. Thank for you.